Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. From the home of time. It is now quite a day for local sport from your local team. This is Charlton Live. Uh, good evening to you and welcome to Charlton Live. We're back after the international break. This is the big match preview. My name is uh, Louis Mendes and joining me in the studio there, taking a swig out of his bottle of water, is uh, Mr. Nathan Munder. How are you doing, Nathan? Yeah, living dream, mate. Glad it's all back now. It's been yeah. t- it seems like it's been ages. It does. We were just trying to remember the last time we actually played in the league and we came to the conclusion <coughs> that it was Wimbledon, was it? It must have been. We yeah. probably could have looked that up a lot easier, actually. Yeah, to be fair. <laughs> Uh, we haven't played, it feels like we haven't played for a, a very long time anyway. Uh, uh, did you enjoy the international break? No. No? Not really, no. no. I mean, a couple of good things came out of it, but uh, mainly yeah. the fact that it was uh, a break. But we'll, uh, yeah. we'll, we'll discuss that in, uh, in a few moments' time on tonight's show. Uh, we've got plenty of things to be talking about. Uh, the first thing we're going to mention is today's uh, Price of Football survey that came out from uh, BBC Sport. We'll see how the addicts stack, uh, stack up in that one. We'll talk about the Charlton players who were out on international duty and, of course, one uh, former Charlton player. Some uh, words from Katrine were revealed during the, uh, the international break, so we'll catch up with them and the response from the Community Trust. Uh, we'll look ahead to the Back to the Valley deal. There's, there's plenty of little things that we're going to talk about. We're also going to uh, let you know of a competition to win tickets to the Back to the Valley uh, dinner uh, that's going to be brought to you by uh, Andrew's uh, and Andrew's Sykes. So we'll, we'll let you know uh, about that later on in the show. But uh, first things first, I mean, just briefly, actually, we might as well do a little bit of a takeover update mm. as much as we know. Obviously, we know very little uh, compared to some people. But, I mean, people have been asking about it. The latest <laughs> things you're reading on the message boards from those who seem to be in the know is that the due diligence seems to be going on. Mm. Uh, they they reckon they've they found f- some people saying there's some sort of some sort of list of about yeah. thirty points on there, which is mm. an interesting. I think they're whittling it down a little bit. Though, yeah, but, but that's that's fairly standard to mm. if there's thirty points to come out of due diligence as well. And, yeah. and the other interesting thing to note actually is that um, uh, Roland has sold a different club. He sold St Truden, his Belgian hometown club, and you know quotes today that that, that were tweeted by by a Belgian journalist suggesting that that Roland's quite tired now and he's seems mm. to have lost his his love for football. I mean, it all sort of points towards the fact that maybe some Something mm. seems to be going on, doesn't it? Well, I mean, <clears throat> I, I would imagine so. The only thing I can think of is he's, like you say, he's tired because all the games he comes to, he must be tiring. But um, <laughs> yeah, he might, he must just be cashing out in his portfolio now, unless, which are very unlike the unlikelihood is he's cashing out on St. Truden to make a real go of it here. But uh, <laughs> I can't see that happening. So it, it's all pointing towards um, um, him going, um, which. He's, which he did say, you know, he was in, <clears throat> he probably wasn't going to be around forever, um, but it's obviously taken longer than we probably anticipated. But um, I think that him selling uh, STVV is a, a very telling sign. But I've, I'm still unclear on, on the whole rent situation because I understand that they're still renting the stadium from him. I well, think. yeah, that's going to be so, that's going to be slightly different because I think mm. he's, he's got so many interests in that stadium. <clears throat> I think he's built all sorts of he's got like hotels and restaurants, yeah, all and sorts stuff, of rubbish it? in there. So and obviously that hasn't happened here. So you'd mm. wonder if that would be a, a sticking point to make it different well, here. He'd have no yeah. Yeah, although maybe he would want to keep the ground. Who knows? But you know, that's that's just speculation yeah. on our on our part. So really, can't add too much more on that uh, at the moment in time. You know, things bubbling away uh, below the surface, and then uh, as, as we always uh, as we always say, you know, we'll, we'll know more as uh, as time goes on. Right today, the uh, BBC Sport every year they do this. The uh, it seems it seems to. Always uh, make the headlines. The uh, Price of Football Survey 2017 uh, has come out, and I think you know it always tends to concentrate on the Premier League and who's who's doing what. And I think Premier League ticket prices seems to have sort of stagnated now, or in some cases come down. Uh, although there was there was some stats about how one in four young fans still I think prefer to watch it watch it on a game or play it on FIFA or yeah. something like that, which seems uh, bizarre. But then when you get down to the nitty gritty of it, the um, the price that you're paying. Uh, for your tickets to come and watch. Now, um, the 
obviously you get a fluctuation in prices throughout different seats in in the ground and all that. So Charlton, uh, in, in some cases, have come out quite favourably, and in other cases, haven't come out very favourably, which which is just how you, uh, how it goes. So uh, the the headline, I guess, from a Charlton point of view that they'll be proud of is the fact that they how they have the second cheapest uh, season ticket in League One, which is also the second cheapest season ticket in the Football League. So Bradford mm. have the, uh, the the cheapest one, 149 quid, but we've got £175, which we know is the, the lower north, uh, mm. you know, the covered end uh, behind the goal there. Yeah. Now, in terms, I mean, that is the cheapest season ticket in London, second cheapest in the EFL. As soon as I started tweeting about it, I had Rubber Show on, on the uh, on the phone trying <laughs> to remind me that it's cheaper than, it's cheaper than uh, five, uh, than uh, most teams in the National League as well. There's yeah. only five clubs in the National League who have a cheaper season ticket. <laughs> So, I mean, that's the headline that you're going for, and and that is, imp- I mean, an affordable season ticket is right. one of the main things that you'd hope to see from Charlton, I guess. Yeah, it is, and you know, and credit to you know the people at the club who's uh, been involved in it because it's obviously, well, I mean, the attendances aren't sort of matching. You know, I would have envisaged we'd be having a lot more um, if circumstances were different, but. I mean, you can't grumble at the price of, you know, what was 175 quid for 23 games. I mean, Southender charging, what, 350, 400 quid for their season ticket or something like that, 300 quid? It's an absolute joke. But, I mean, yeah, you can, you can't grumble at 23 games of football and we can't start believing that this league is, you know, amazing and we can, ch- we can charge people extortionate amounts because it's a lot of money. I mean, for me, you know, I'll go to the game... Um, Obviously, just due to the, a lot of mates that don't go anymore, uh, it's, I usually just go to the game and go home. But if you go out and you know you have something, a couple of drinks, or you go and have some food, you get a program. It's not just the ticket. Um, when it becomes expensive, it's, it all adds up. And then, especially when you're taking kids, if you've got two kids, mm. they're all going to want the same. And it's it's an expensive day out. So I think clubs should be. Uh, striving to try and make it more affordable, definitely for families and for younger people. Yeah, you mentioned the South End there. I mean, so they they hold the most expensive, cheapest season ticket. So the cheapest season ticket you can get at South End is three hundred and ninety-five pounds. So that's that's insane. Yeah, but that's a, <laughs> that that seems to be a flat rate because that's also their most expensive season ticket yeah. as well. So three hundred and ninety-five pound now. Uh, so obviously we come out of that quite favourably. Now on the flip side, if you're looking for our most expensive season ticket, that's five hundred pounds, and that's oh. the most expensive in League One. Now obviously you're looking at uh, the, the the middle section of, of, of the of the west i think it's the west upper there so the most expensive one i mean i mean that is a, a one hell of a huge jump yeah um are you surprised by that um it's, it's a lot of money i mean i um i mean obviously at the moment the way we're playing you could probably argue that you know oh, we're, we're doing all right so it's great but i still think 500 pound is a lot of money for um for League One, I mean, I'm not being funny. I mean, you don't gain anything else apart from a different view. You know, you're still watching the same game, <laughs> albeit at a different angle. I don't see how you can justify playing 500 to 175. Um, whether or not it's them trying to curb the demand for it, I don't know. But I think, yeah, I wouldn't pay 500 quid. Um, if all tickets around here, you know, at Charlton were 500 quid, it's, it's, it's a lot of money, you know. And it's not like we're middle of the Premiership, and it's, it's different then, isn't it? But... I mean, might go into the Premiership ones, but you look at one of them in particular, it's just insane how cheap it is. But, yeah, I wouldn't pay it. But I just see it. You're, everyone's watching the same game at a different angle. I don't see how sitting in the West, in the middle of the West, you can say, oh, it's another 300 quid better, better seat. Mm. Um, I, I, but, you know, it's just the way they've always been priced, isn't it, I suppose? Yeah. Um, obviously, the like, like I say, the the main headline, though, is the fact that we do have one, one of the cheapest season tickets in, in London. Mm. Do, you, do, do you think that's... You know, just to, to try and grab those headlines, to try and make make it more attractive to fans. Or clock. I mean, I don't know in terms of take up, but obviously, as you say, our our overall season tickets mm. are, are very low, and it's not just a cheap season ticket that, that will attract the the fan base to come back. I mean, yeah. also we'd, we'd need to see a lot more of the of the the good football that we're playing now, and and perhaps you know the, the changing only before we're going to start seeing the crowds coming flooding back. Yeah, oh yeah, and exactly. But I mean, in terms of what it is at the moment, was it 175? Is it or yeah? I mean, you can't you can't grumble, but you know there are going to be unfortunately there are going to be some people that still won't be able to afford that. But um, I think if you go any cheaper, then yeah, I mean I don't I've not gone into the financials of it, but. If you start doing it cheaper, you know, are you going to be... Co- at the end of the day, the club's still got to try and recover the cost it's going to cost for them to put on the game itself. So, but, you know, was it about seven quid a game, 750 a game at the moment of the 175 quid? And, 
This was what two pints. So you put that into perspective, it's nothing really. But it's the it's the bits that come in between it, you know. Like not even if you go to the pub, but you know, have something to eat and blah de blah. But I think it is good that we we are obviously striving to um, be one of the cheapest, especially that you, we could be perceived as one of the bigger clubs in the league as well, where we could um, charge more if we probably wanted to, because we thought we. But no, I think it's a good good thing, and hopefully it'll just carry on. Really, well, that's the same. Like, so we are, we have got our, our most expensive one, uh, season ticket of five hundred quid is the most expensive in League One. And it's the same for our most expensive uh, single match day ticket, which is thirty four pounds. But that includes the three pound walk up on the day. Um, that I think that's that's for a gold fixture. You know, not in the family section or anything. Like mm. Our most expensive single ticket is, is thirty four pounds. But again, then the uh, our single match day ticket nineteen pounds for our cheapest one, which is sort of ranks mid table in League One. I mean, I think anything under twenty quid is sort of what you're aiming for, really, for a match day. Yeah, I mean, yeah, fifteen quid, something like that would be fine. But um, at the same time, you want to try and encourage people to get a season ticket and not buy the single tickets um, because obviously it's just steady. Then so you've got steady revenue and. Obviously, hopefully they'll contribute in other sort of areas of spending. But I mean, yeah, fifteen to twenty quid you can you can expect. But um, anything more than that, which I know there might be a couple of games, I wouldn't pay thirty odd quid for a League One game, no matter who it is. You know, it'll be Cholton versus Blackburn. I, I wouldn't never pay thirty quid. Some people will, but I personally wouldn't. Go and pay thirty five quid for Charlton Blackburn. Mm. Well, yeah, some some. People... I don't know if that is a gold game. I don't know. But... Uh, I imagine not. But still, some of the. Uh... Uh, other clubs like Blackburn can charge thirty-one quid for games, so we're, we're not the only ones who are no. sort of up there. They're, uh, they're, I think it's mainly curbing the demand to make sure people get season tickets. I would imagine. Yeah, yeah. programs. They, they, they did the programs. Almost everyone is on three pounds, apart from a, uh, a couple of clubs. So you've got Fleetwood on uh, on one pound, and then I don't know what they're, they're just giving away a bit days. of paper and Blackpool on two pounds. The paper's obviously very uh, <laughs> cheap up yeah, there. very cheap up there. <laughs> Black and white, uh, yeah, no, yeah. I mean, uh, some. I mean, now this will be important to some fans, but I mean, we're we're the um, uh, pretty much the joint with the joint most expensive pie at four pounds hmm. uh, in League One, and the second most uh, joint second most expensive cup of tea at two pound thirty. Yeah, I think we've got a more expensive pie than Tottenham have. I think I pretty. I was looking at this with my mate at work, and he was saying that it was more money. Um, to actually, it might be. It, it might, might it be must different because Wembley this year, surely. Well, it might be different because we've got twenty-three games and they've only got what nineteen or nineteen oh, what, games. It might be like that. Some maybe some fans will buy a pie and then share yeah. it amongst games. I, I don't know. <laughs> it's just you know when you put all the figures in and it says how much you spent throughout the year. Oh yeah, Charles yeah. was more expensive, but I reckon you've got another three home games, maybe yeah. four home but, games. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, like, to be fair, I can't really comment on the the grub here because I can't remember. Last thing I had is I had, um, it was in the East End, and I had about four chips. <laughs> that weren't from anyone else, so that was what I was given. So, um, yeah. and then, yeah, I don't really tend to eat in the gram. But yeah. it's quite, I don't know how expensive it was. It How much was the tea? Two pound? Two pound thirty. Oh, a bit steep, isn't it? Yeah, well. You... How much is a bovril? I can't remember oh, I how much. Know, Two quid? Be the same. Yeah, one pound cup of tea down at uh, Portsmouth. Oh, decent. So just scoop it out of the Solent, I think. <laughs> uh, in, ter- in terms of away tickets, um, we-, we charge £20 as our cheapest away ticket, which isn't too bad. Uh, it's the f- joint fourth lowest in League One, or £23 is our most expensive, so that would be, the, again, the gold game. So that's uh, sort of uh, 15th in-, in League One, so it's not the end of the world. Now, shirts, I, mean, I haven't bought a replica shirt for a couple of years now, but I can't no. believe... I mean, we're f- we're again, we're four- joint fourth most expensive. £45 for a shirt these days. Oh, really? Just, yeah. Jeez. We're, so we're joint fourth most expensive on that. I mean, having said that, I mean when I when I used to buy shirts every year, they were forty pounds forever. It seems like even mm. when we in the Premier League until last, so inflation didn't hit football shirts until yeah. the, last, the last couple of years. But if if you're looking to be ripped off in League One, now considering they're not the best team in League One by any stretch of the imaginations, if you wanna if you wanna walk around showing off your allegiance to Oldham Athletic. <laughs> Yeah, walk around like a big, big shot. Yeah, look at me. I'm, I'm a latic. Yeah, fifty pounds. That's fifty pounds for. That's without any letters and yeah. League One badges. Yeah. If you want them on there, but it's outrageous. And then the, the junior shirts again at Oldham. If you want, if you want to show off your kid, thirty eight quid. Uh, yeah, thirty five pounds for uh, for uh, for Charlton for. I mean, so so if we look, we're looking at value for money now overall. Now, so we've seen we you can get cheap tickets to Charlton. If you want to splash the cash, you can get quite expensive ones as well. Uh, the food's quite expensive. I mean, overall, do you, do you feel like you get value for money down at Charlton? Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, I just look at the ticket front. I mean, because you can choose to spend it on, on on the shirts and the food and all that. So, 
I still think it's um, fairly valuable. I'll, I'll go back to the point. I, I think we could be a lot worse considering we could see ourselves as one of the bigger clubs and probably price people out. Um, but yeah, I would say so. I, th- I think we're fairly... I mean, I've passed, I'm partial to the odd bottle, which we did at the women's game, did we? But <laughs> yeah, I'm not a big um, foodie in, in the stands. Yeah. Uh, right. So I did uh, tweet out asking uh, if you guys think you get value for money at Charlton. Reese tweeted in saying, "I don't understand why there's a three hundred and twenty-five pounds between the cheapest and most expensive season ticket. Mm. Yes, some seats are better, so there'll be a bit of a difference, but you're seeing, uh, you're, you're all still seeing the same thing. And the amount they charge for food is awful. Whenever I have food at away grounds, it's much better. And obviously, we outsource the catering. I imagine most clubs probably do that. To be yeah. fair, but um." It is quite expensive, and I mean, mm. I, I never, I never buy food in football grounds. Not, you know, if I had the choice to, I wouldn't. Unless I mean, you're up north, yeah. We go Huddersfield stuff. The pies up there are absolutely amazing. Yeah, but I mean, but, yeah, it, it is the point about the disparity between the, the cheapest and the most expensive. Yeah. Is that something that worries you? Or? No, it's just it's exactly what I said earlier. I just, I, I think you're watching the same game, and I, I, I can't justify. I know it might be a. A better view, but a better view for you might be a better, different view to me. You know, I put, I, I like it where I am, but I mean, to say it's another three hundred quid difference from between my seat and someone who sits halfway up between the dugouts and the director's box, I, I really don't. But you know, if people have got, if people can afford to pay those money, then that that sort of money, then that's great. I mean, the only way you're going to stop that is the same as football shirts. The only way that's going to go down is people stop buying it. That's the only way you're gonna. The yeah. only way you're gonna change it. And people do as well. I mean, I mean, because we're we're talking about Charlton here. But if you're looking at the, the the prices in the Premier League, I mean, they've now at least capped the away away mm. prices at thirty pounds. I remember. I mean, I mean, the the campaign from fans a couple of years ago was twenties plenty. Why mm. not just do twenty pounds? It's not going to make much difference to the clubs. Is yeah. It? So, but they've I mean, capped it at least at thirty pounds. I think. So. What, what was the What was the game I went to the other year? And they charged me forty five quid. Was it Ipswich? Ipswich away, it was yeah. like 40 quid or something. Yeah, Ipswich, I think Ipswich was like near a £35 or something. Yeah, like there was somewhere that was like 40 quid and I was like, Jesus mm. Christ. But we were in the championship, I suppose. Yeah, still. Not doing very well. No. <laughs> uh, we had a DM as well from Phil. says, hi guys, uh, I think the variation in prices is a good thing. The lower price point for the family stand is ideal for young fans to attend and capture their imagination. And also for those more mature supporters with less disposable income than Lower North also shares that same price point. If you want a better view... Uh, then a higher price to pay perhaps is justified for what you're getting. But £500, for example, is grossly inflated, uh, in my opinion. But like, as you say, I mean, if people are paying it, then people yeah. are paying it. I mean... Yeah, it's supply and demand. You know, if you keep people always keep paying it, they're never going to change it. Um, yeah. As long as they can have a few of them in there. Um, which I think, uh, inevitably, I think we're always going to have that core people, you know, have had that seat sat there for 15, 10 years, whatever, and they'll always have that seat regardless of the price, and that's fair enough. But it lasts, in my opinion, I don't see the difference because you're watching the same thing. It's like if you go to a cinema, you, would you pay a, for another, an extra quid if you sat on the back row or to the right? or do you know? Well, just, some people do. What, pay an extra quid? No, they, you get those... Uh, oh, you've got the gallery ones there, yeah. where you get a free popcorn and all that sort yeah. of stuff. Uh, Phil's uh, message continues on a side note the club has done a lot recently to interact with supporters from the interview with Carl uh, that Carl Robinson did with Jamie Boxall which I don't know if any of you have seen that but Jamie, yeah. Jamie Boxall's on that YouTube thing uh, that all the kids are watching and uh, but he's, he generally is like he does uh, vlogs uh, of, uh, of his match days experience and or, or other bits like that and uh, the club invited him to do an interview with Carl and that was really excellent so if you uh, search out for his uh, YouTube channel and then uh, Phil continues to Tracy Lieburn inviting my son and I to spend the day uh, with the players and management after telling the club our story this was a day Noah hasn't stopped talking about uh, some three weeks later anyway great show as always all the best guys cheers for that Phil so that's another good bit of work that the club have done uh, for uh, to, to invite Phil and his son Noah there to, to go and see him at the training ground I mean I know Carl's been out and about the last couple of weeks as well doing like a City Addicts meeting and Bromley Addicts meeting you feel the club obviously doing their best now to do as much interaction as possible yeah so I'm just choking it <laughs> You're right. Yeah, just wrong I was all. Yeah. Um Cole Robinson's, yeah. No, I think he, I think Cole um I think he's starting to win over a couple of people, you know. I think cause a lot of things he was like when when he joined he was like Marmite, wasn't he? A lot of people didn't know. Some people liked him, some people didn't, but I've said it since day one. He has this he has an honest and he's just upfront about everything. I think a lot of people like it. Um and obviously I read on the um the forum about the city addicts meeting that went down really well, and obviously the one in Petswood that went went down well as well. So, 
he's obviously getting himself about, and I think that's a good thing. It's always nice to sort of have that sort of rapport with your manager. I mean, could, we, could you ever imagine Luzon going to City Addicts or to <laughs> Petswood or, or Bromley on a Thursday night? I don't think so. Yeah. Right, excellent. Let's have a quick break here <coughs> on Charlton Live so Nathan can remember how to drink water. Uh, we'll be back in 30 seconds. <laughs> Overlapping, chooses to use him. Holmes uses him decoy. Crosses now in towards McGuinness. Headed away. Now it's come to Fosu in the penalty area. Fosu, little step over. Fosu onto his left foot. Tariq Fosu still. Yeah, oh, what a finish. Tariq Fosu, great work to come inside onto his left foot. Couple of step overs, worked a bit of space. His reverse shot past Cairns and Charlton back ahead. enough to, to take it that's my wife's words that by the way <laughs> <laughs> so welcome back to Charlton Live here on a Maritime Radio this is the big match preview Louis Mendes and Nathan Muller in the studio to look ahead to Saturday's game uh, with Milton Keynes Dons now obviously we haven't uh, we haven't played in uh, league football for what seems like a million years now mm. um, uh, because of the international break before that we had all those those cup games we had the, the Truro game and the, the two EFL trophy games as well so in, in terms of getting back to, to league football, I'm very much looking forward to that. But obviously, uh, the reason we were off is because of the international break. And once again, we did have uh, our three musketeers out on the international duty. Uh, and um, sadly for for Josh McGuinness, it's the end of the road for for Northern Ireland. They were, I mean, they were, I mean, uh, in terms of the actual penalty decision in the the first leg, which ended up deciding the tie, they were absolutely mugged. Yeah, no, they were. They, it's. Um... <clears throat> I know it was just shocking how the referee was so confident on it as well. It was just, it was just surreal. But I mean, it, it backs up the, you know, it could have, you know, technology would it help? Bloody blah, blah. It probably would have. But as horrible as it was, you know, they still, they still had the rest of that game and another game mm. to try and rectify it. And um, obviously, I was gutted for Josh, especially that he didn't start the second game, which I was surprised that I, I thought he was. And they started Washington, but I was surprised. Um, he didn't start, and it, it, it was a bit gutting, really, because I just thought that penalty did knock, the, knock it out of their sails a little bit, the wind out of their sails. So, but um, I mean, people will like say the people will say they they they, they didn't score. No, exactly, and they yeah, it was disappointing the penalty decision. Of course, it was, but like I said, they still had a game and a bit to at least threaten them. And I don't think they did it. Against albeit a, a very good Switzerland side, to be fair. Now, how do you, how do you think this will affect Josh? Now, obviously, he, he started this season on absolute fire, scoring goals for Charlton and scoring goals for Northern Ireland. Now, it's probably fair to say he's had a, having a, a more slightly lean spell. He's had uh, you know his breaks, and he hasn't, hasn't scored. It feels like for a couple of games now. I mean, do, do you think uh, this disappointment in his international career will possibly? knock the stuffing out of him or will it now he hasn't got to worry about the the mm. World Cup at the end of the season will it almost in a way uh, reignite his Charlton season because he think well I've, uh, I'm not going to make it to the World Cup but I've still got to put Charlton mm. in, in, back into the Championship yeah I think it's the latter I think he, he probably would have come back a bit down in the dumps but I, I don't think the lads and Robbo and Bose and Jaco would have let him dwell on it too much because he, he knows how, how, how much of a good player he is and how important he is to us so um, I think like you say he'll um, he'll look at it as a case now. You know he's he's not got to worry about not worry about the World Cup, but he's not going. Uh, so he just needs to get his head down, try hard, and try and get us get us in that that top two and try and catch Shrewsbury. So um, I, I, I can't see him affecting him too much. Um, well, I hope so anyway. But mm. hopefully, starting from Saturday, it'll be because he's like you see, he's in a lean spell at the moment. He does need a goal to kick mm. him on. Yeah, someone who did get a goal actually during the international break. Leon Best scored for Charlton in a behind-closed-doors yeah. friendly against uh, QPR. Ended up a, a, a two-all draw. A reason, a quite a strong Charlton team played mm. in it. Obviously, Leon Best scored <coughs> after I think it was within the first three or four minutes. Now, mm. that goal is going to give Carl something to think about, isn't it? Well, yeah. I mean, because <coughs> I think it was a good thing that we played on that Friday because it, now it means we've only had that week off instead of ten days or whatever it was to, uh, since we've played. So, if if you know Leon keeps proving his fitness and playing in the in in the games, you know in the under twenty threes or any other games that they've got, then yeah, it is going to give him something to think about. But Cole's got to decide. You know, we're what six weeks away from January 
you know, is he going to get best or is he going to get best and another one in January or is is he going to let best go? So I think Cole just need to decide what he's going to do. I could I can see him getting best and one other in January. Um, but yeah, I mean, if, if best keeps performing and proving his fitness, I don't see why he can't be worth at least a contract at the end of the season. Yeah. Uh, right, so the two uh, <laughs> Charlton players who were involved in the England under-20s, both Jade Silva and Esri Consen. Now, remember that Ez had a bit of a slight knock, didn't he, in, in, the, last, the, last, in the cup game he played, the uh, uh, Truro game. He got he sort of stamped on his ankle, wasn't he? It looked mm. quite nasty. Uh, so Carl was sort of, at the time, he said, oh, well, it's still, it's still yet to be assessed. If it's any problem, it'll be an England <laughs> game. Yes. But he's obviously fit enough to play. Uh, he started a 2-1 defeat uh, away to Germany, lasted 73 minutes before he was uh, substituted, and, and Jada Silva uh, seemed to have played the full game. Again, he's trying to work out from the FA website, surprisingly difficult. <laughs> uh, but more more minutes in those legs. I mean, do you, do you think, especially with, with De Silva, because he's played pretty much every game every game this season for us and, and England. I mean, mm. he's a very young player, so and, and obviously didn't play that much last season, but eventually, the, do you reckon, that there, is there a risk you... You might burn out or anything like um, that. That's always a, a worry with international players, I guess. Yeah, I think I, I think once Pagey gets up and running, we obviously might see him dropping out a little bit more, um, especially around Christmas time, where I would expect Page would be more or less up to up, up to speed, and then he'll get the odd rest here and there. Because, like you say, he has been playing a lot of games, but um, he's a fit lad, um, and obviously if he, he he hasn't played too much uh, throughout his career you know at senior level so time will tell but obviously once we get page up and running but no it's nice to see um nice to see him playing well because you can see him developing even though he's not ours uh jay it's, it's nice to see him developing well but mm. and cons is obviously coming on leaps and bounds as well so it's all looking good yeah now obviously talking about cons there there was a few <coughs> things that, that did come out of this uh city addicts meeting on uh monday evening i think it was um the uh, it ended up reported in the news shopper, but I think it came off of the trust website as well. Perhaps uh, Carl sort of talking about Esri and now um, saying, uh, I, f- I think he effectively said he wouldn't be shocked if he went in January, but he'd want five million minimum for him. Now I saw some people moaning that oh, I shouldn't set a price, you know, because people would just say that's that's our price now. We can't negotiate from that. It shouldn't be. You know, other people say, well, he's just being open with the fans and saying that that doesn't, just because he said that to the fans doesn't necessarily mean we'd accept a bid for that. I mean, what what did yeah. you make of, A, that perhaps that price? I mean, <coughs> would, would you expect to see him go in January? Um, I, I, I don't want him to. I, I, do I expect him to? I wouldn't be surprised if he did. Um, I, I think it will depend on, because um, I mean, we're quite blessed there, but... It, uh, will we get a loan back? I don't know. That's the thing. But I mean, in terms of the price tag, I, I think it's a. I think we've been quite um, reserved on it, really. I mean, you look at the Chambers went for sixteen mil. He played twenty two games. Gomez three and a half. He had twenty one games, and Conza's made forty four appearances, and he's going for five. So, if you're trying to do it in, le- in level on sort of money wise, we should be asking for more. But I mean, obviously, being a League One club, you can't really, you don't really have the power to sit there and dictate how much you want. But it depends on where he goes as well. I think, I mean, you've got a couple of clubs, that are the same old clubs that are sniffing around. And but five million, it depends. Do you get a loan back? You know, are we going to head more towards future fees and less up front, or more up front uh, and then less future ones? But it's a tough one. I mean, people. Yeah, like, it's, people, it's people, tough. People talk about a loan back. I mean, it's something we always mention every time we we want. There's a player we're going to get rid of. So, uh, but it doesn't really. As long as we can get a loan back for the season, I don't think it's ever happened to us where we actually have one. But yeah, it does happen in football. Yeah. I think it happened with Zaha at Palace, for example. It happens elsewhere as well. Mm. Um, if, if we did let him go and we didn't loan him back or get an, a suitable replacement, that means we've weakened the squad. Doesn't yeah. It? yeah, and obviously, cool. as fans, that's the last thing you want to do. No, exactly. So then, you know, as Robbo got someone else in mind or is he pretty sure that we'll get a loan back but I I don't think it's that clear cut if we can get a loan back because if he says goes to let's say Tottenham for example and you know they buy him and then we want a loan back then someone say like Cardiff say no we want to loan him and he'll play every game they're more likely probably going to put him at a higher level to sort of try and push him on a little bit so it's it's difficult so unless Cole knows that we'll definitely get a loan back um, I, I can't see because then, even if even if we don't get a loan back, and we set like and we weaken the squad, like you say, who is he going to get in to say get a centre back to keep the quality there? But say you might play now and again, but we've got three very decent centre halves here. 
Mm. It's good. It's a, it's a tricky one. It is a very tricky one. How we're going to play it, but I don't know. Hopefully, we can fend them off until the summer at least, no. and then see if we go up. Talking of decent centre halves, uh, oh, you played there, do you? <laughs> no, no um, oh yeah. Uh, you know, we finally a Premier League star of the future once did grace the uh, the turf here at the Valley in in the form of of, of uh, you know Catford born and raised Joe Gomez. Uh, and I mean, made his got his first full, uh, you know, uh, call up to the full England squad over this international break, which we're all <coughs> excited about. Got his first start against Brazil, and if you're doing your first start, you might as well completely, you know, ruin Neymar <laughs> and mm. get man of the match. I mean, what an incredible uh, performance it was from him, and he learned it all here at Charlton. Yeah, no, I think it was a, a great, great little performance. I think when he was named, that he was going to play off. It was a game that I thought Joe would feel comfortable in simply for the fact that he's, he's calmness on the ball and his stature um, I think the only thing that probably would have gone against him is his nerves but he looked so accomplished but yeah, and even Joe Hart said didn't he yeah, he's he never said, struck me as a nervous nah. player though to be fair no that's what I mean but then, and I thought you know playing against Neymar Coutinho and who's the other one the other average player what's his name <laughs> who's the other Brazil player Coutinho Neymar who's the other who's the other uh, forward for them I forget I wasn't watching so. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway yeah so um yeah, no, he done. He made you know most most interceptions. You know, he looked solid. You know, nothing, nothing seemed to phase him. And like I said just now, Joe Hart, it was full of praise for him after after the game. And you could tell that he was always going to get man a match. But the stuff after, I mean, the articles that have been sort of floating around, it must be incredible. Joe's a humble. Oh yeah, I mean, fella, they, I mean, so. it, before before the games, he was asked about you know Charlton and stuff, and he was very uh, complimentary about Steve Avery, and and, mm. and, and Steve Avery gave some quotes about him as well. Like he, he obviously doesn't forget where he came from, um, and and you know, in, in terms of an advert for the Charlton Academy to see the players that we have produced over the last few years, you know, going on to play for England, um, you know, re- representing, you know, moving on from us to play for Premier League clubs, having put in uh, you know spells for us as well. I mean, it's such a good advert. For, uh, for for the academy in terms of like you'll get you'll get players in South East London who are or in the South of England maybe you'll be, you'll be looking around saying oh who should I go and play for should I go and play for Millwall who have they produced recently no one like who mm. should I go and, yeah. and then they'll think actually I'll go down Charlton they're producing a lot of players and so the, our track record of recent years and the way that the likes of Joe Gomez have gone on to represent England uh, you know so well it, it surely will just attract even more players to come and join us yeah exactly and it's it's a it's an advert, like I say, for a club like Charlton, to say that you you'll get your time. You know, you work you work hard and you improve and you take everything that's you know that you're told. You you could go, you can go and be a real success. And before Joe was here, we've had it um, with sort of other players, but I think the the speed in which Joe's gone from here to a full England international man of the match has just been incredible. But I know we'll all sort of wear our rose spectacles, but we could see when he was here he was going to be a player. Um, but I mean, if you told me when he left he was going to be man of the match against Brazil on his England debut, I probably would have not well, laughed at you. He's one of the few players that, I mean, when we've, we've moved on players before, and, I, and I've said to Liverpool supporting friends at work, I said, you know, he would get straight into your team. And I've not always been that confident. Yeah. I'd, I'd never normally be that confident, but I said straight away he would get straight into, uh, into your team. Now, of course, um, a lot easier in hindsight to say, well, maybe we could have got a couple more quid for him. But I mean, I noticed there was a, there was a I mean, we, so it's three point five million pounds, I think, the transfer fee. And then there's gonna if he makes a full England uh, appearance, so mm-hmm. he, as in a competitive fixture, would be due another quarter of a million pounds. I mean, uh, I mean, I noticed a conversation between Jacko and and a, a journalist on Twitter today where he said, well, that's, you know, I wasn't aware of the uh, the money, but that actually seems a bit low. I mean, in hindsight, you're thinking, oh, we, we probably could have squeezed a fair few more quid yeah. out of him, especially in the way that. Transfer money over the last year or so, ever since the Pogba uh, debacle was, has gone through. I mean, it's outrageous the amount of money that's floating around in football now. <laughs> you maybe even got a little bit more for him. Yeah, we well, probably should have pushed on a little bit more. Um, the only thing I can hope is if we didn't get that, we get a massive, nice chunk of a sell on fee if they do ever sell him, maybe. But I mean, yeah, when you look at that's what I said about Chambers and Chambers earlier and the amount of money that's been floating around for ages, and we've sort of I say we've sold him short, but I don't know the full ins and outs of the deal. So, but um, yeah, I mean, you could easily—I mean, two hundred fifty grand. Obviously, it's a lot of money to me, and you and me. But 
in, in world in the world of football, it's it's a fiver, isn't it? <laughs> it's like <laughs> exactly, it's like yeah. you find it down the back of the sofa. But yeah, uh, yeah it's, it is what it is. But um, hopefully, that two hundred and fifty grand goes into the right hands. Right, excellent. Uh, that's the uh, international break uh, covered. Let's have a quick break, and there was uh, something that we need to talk about that Katrine had to say uh, whilst we were away. <laughs> Onside Fosu, edge of the penalty area. Can he get a shot away? He can, and it's the opening goal. Tariq Fosu sprung the offside trap, gets his second goal of the season, and Charlton's first of the evening, and they're 1-0 up here at the Banksy Stadium. Well, there's only one choice left. I've got to spank this. And my word, didn't he? Welcome back to Channel Live here on uh, Maritime Radio. Now, uh, now, whilst we were away enjoying our international break, uh, Katrine Mayer, the CEO of the football club, broke her silence. We hadn't really heard from her much uh, in a you know a non-club publication, for example. She speaks in a you know speak to the club website when uh, when uh, when we sign a player or whatnot, or, do, or get involved in a, a good initiative as, as the club often does with the with the community trust. But um, in terms of actually you know an interview with the you know, likes of Richard Corley or someone like that, we hadn't heard from her for bloody ages. Mm. Uh, but that's all changed now, thankfully. Um, Belgian uh, sports publication Knack. Uh, <laughs> which is one of the Belgian sports publications, it appears. Uh, uh, did a an interview with uh, with them now. Uh, obviously, it's a rough translation, but I mean, mm. it, it got a few of perhaps of the older, the old sort of subjects came up again. <laughs> and it's, I mean, what, what, I mean, I'll, I'll go into it in a in a little while. But what did you make of some of the points that were made, and and, and also after the, there's a response from the trust as well, which we'll read as well. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I see it was floating around, um, and as soon as I sort of, I'll be honest, I mean, as soon as it said, you know, there was a translation of, um, I I didn't choose to read it for that reason because I just think when when things are translated, I think sometimes things don't get me wrong I'm not sticking up for Catherine here at all I'm just I don't want to read it if it's not factual if that makes sense I'd rather wait until it's properly translated because I've I've read some bits that someone said well it's not a full translation this bit's wrong and so I decided to sort of give it a miss but I mean going back I mean she has been quiet um whether or not that's you know due to she just wants to get her head down and get on with the job or you know if, if she's been advised to i don't know but um it has been very very quiet um but yeah i mean it's in i haven't actually seen the trust uh response all right was it you did say the trust didn't you the trust response yeah well, yeah, yeah it came from so the, yeah. yeah i mean so i can't really divulge too much but because i've not really physically read all of it so uh, well, I'll pick out some. some yeah, bits. I'm sure. I'm sure you're about to enlighten me. Yeah, so some bits. I mean, so she started off talking. About, I mean, obviously, it would have been a long interview. She would have talked about plenty of things. But talking about, uh, she's joking that last season only two people got a protest plane. I remember the the, the time to fly over Gillingham uh, was was her and Arsene Wenger. So she's in. Uh, she's in uh, oh, uh, okay. good uh, good company. She said, um, you know, throughout all the, uh, you know, obviously she's got a lot of stick. 
at the times, you know, Roland has supported me through thick and thing, you know, it's only words, it's not pleasant, but you learn to live with it. I keep a folder with all the hate mail, any messages uh, in which I get the most terrible things said to me. Uh, there were death threats, yes, but honestly, I never felt physically uh, threatened. I mean, so that is never good to hear. I, no. mean, I mean, there is a line of protest that's gone to, I mean, you could probably take that away from just protests. I mean, that mm. is just people being ridiculous. And yeah. if they say, if they send such things like that, even if they didn't really mean it, mm. um, uh, she said they gave my parents a pamphlet with all the things I'd done wrong here at Charlton and hung up uh, here and there in my hometown uh, that went way too far uh, I have to realise uh, I have the idea they realised that too she said this is the, the the process have diminished now our loudest opponents are still coming to each game now that's interesting to me because even if even if she believes that the loudest opponents are coming to each game I mean the quietest opponents certainly aren't because the crowds are so far down that you'd argue that's probably not, not a valid a valid point yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't know. Um, I don't know who she's in. Obviously, saying who our loudest opponents are, I can only hazard a guess at who it is. But um, you. Huh? are you? <laughs> no, not me. But, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I don't really know. I mean, it's just one of those. I mean, surely once once she's done this interview, surely she would have known it would have it would have come across the water somehow. Mm. Um, and that's the only thing that sort of baffles me, really. Yeah, she said uh, they, they emphasise that besides the uh, the price of a ticket, that will not spend a pound more in the stadium. Brackets laughs. Actually, it's crazy. It's as if being against the board is one way or another part of their identity uh, as a as a fan. Um, I mean, it's, it's all, what do you think she's sort of implying with with that sentence? Um, I think I've, I, I, maybe she, she's on about you know obviously spending money. She's probably saying, "Well, you've bought a season ticket." Maybe, or you're you're spending money in the on the food or whatever. But um, yeah, I mean, in terms of what she means, to, that that's like a right to be a fan to be angry at ball. I wouldn't say that because it's not like we've always been angry at the ball, is it? Really? Mm. But um, but yeah, again, it's without no, you know, I mean, without being there, you you don't know what tone it was in or context or anything, so it's difficult to say. But again, it's just. Why? Why don't you just leave it as it is? Everything was going along okay because nothing's been said, and now it's just stoked the fire again. It's just like I just don't understand why it's been done. A <laughs> uh, few other quotes. I mean, she, she was asked about sexism in football, which, was, as we do know, is is a problem. And again, um, you know, she, she mentions there's been players and agents who said, "Why do I talk to you? You're just a woman. What do you know?" Uh, which you can imagine. You, you imagine you get that in football. It's mm. hard. It's hard to gauge from our side of it uh you know as as, as men uh mm. but, but i'm certainly get that sort of thing uh, she was asked about the rumor that she wanted to run for a job uh at the fa and this was where there was a slight confusion in some of the translation but she said um uh she said uh, there's a job there there is a job they would like for a woman but i don't qualify uh the football association wants someone outside of football uh, the rumor broke out with Charlton fans, um, but that, uh, but then, then this is where the slight miscommunication was. What she's trying to say here, what, the, what she did say, but the translation didn't quite pick up, is that if um, if the FA did hire her, the Charlton fans would say the FA were very incompetent. Whereas uh, some people thought she was trying to say that Charlton fans were incompetent, but that isn't uh, isn't uh, exactly what what was said there. Um, asked about Brexit, she says that she says she joked that that was partly my fault. I think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that was obviously a joke. Uh, the outcome uh, of the referendum did not surprise me. Everything uh, that is negatively coloured by the media, I do not expect any drama of Brexit. There was a period of uncertainty, but in the end, it'll be fine. Uh, asking asking about various things, um, talking about Roland uh, and, and all this and that, and then asked why Roland doesn't come, and he says Roland is a busy man and wants to be uh, with his family on weekends as a life choice that you can only respect. Uh, it does not mean he does not care about Charlton. Why would he invest so much uh, into the club? Uh, I mean, do, do you stand by that? I mean, why Roland would invest this much but not actually turn up to watch games? Um, yeah, I mean, to be honest with me, I, I wouldn't... I mean, it's not like I would expect him to come every week. I mean, it would have been nice, you know, as an owner, but not even every week, but it's been once. Has he, what, has he been once? Well, one, he hasn't once. been for a couple of years now, has he? Well, that's what I mean. So I don't even think it would have been a case of everyone asking to go every week. It's a case just once in a blue moon would have been nice. But hmm. um, yeah, and I think that's obviously where it's obviously one of the reasons why it is it is where it is because it just doesn't. It does, he might say that he cares, but you've got to show something sometimes, and maybe just turning up the odd time would maybe would have, not saying it would have changed the world and changed the opinion, but 
it probably would have given him a little bit more of a, a face. Hmm. Now, um, a lot of fans were unhappy with uh, with certain parts of uh, uh, of the interview, and that led to uh, members of the Charlton Athletic uh, Supporters Trust to contact the uh, the journalist uh, via uh, uh, via Twitter, I guess, uh, and ask if they could put their side of the story ahead, which is obviously the the right the right thing to do, get both sides of the story. Uh, so they did, and, and the, the uh, Heather McKinley is from the uh, Charlton Athletic uh, Community Trust. Uh, filled out a response to it, which I've got, um, again, the translated version here, so I think it's been translated into Flemish and back, or Dutch, no. or whichever one it's come from, uh, says, uh, but she, um, uh, Heather says, uh, Charlton, you will not find hooligans. Our fan base consists of a mix of social classes, backgrounds, and ages, uh, as the residents of St. Trudence saw in the spring when two, two to 300 Charlton fans uh, held a peaceful protest march in the city. Uh, what binds us is our passion for the club. We call it our club because it's such an important part of our lives, a tradition passed on from generation to generation. Uh, Katrine uh, Mayer says in the interview with Knack that she wants to attract younger fans and that, therefore, there is a need to change. There is a simpler way, create an atmosphere that encourages current fans to bring their children and grandchildren. Instead, Mayer ran a YouTube video of a young couple who apparently had sex in the centre circle of our stadium, a painful advertising stunt that was eventually banned by the advertising watchdog. When Ronan Duchatelet appointed her in 2014, Mayer was warmly welcomed at our club. Uh, Charlton has always been zealous for equality both in race, gender and sexuality. Our community infrastructure was uh, awarded. This is uh, Community Trust has won many awards. Our sporting successes were based on close cooperation between supporters and management. Now that was one of the bits uh, that the Community Trust did seem quite keen to point back. And then there was another post further down. I mean, that, that it's, 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 probably, it's, it's easy to remember now that a lot, because of a lot of the way that fans, some fans do express their dissatisfaction sometimes with a few people it can overstep the mark into into se- into sexism and you mm. know the, the nabby sarsong as, as we all know it's easy to sort of sort of suggest as some people might try and suggest that it's only the the uh disappointments born out of, se- of sexism or, or racism or anything like that but that's not really the case is it in, in my view if you look back at the way the the new owners were welcome when they first came mm. you know i think everyone gave them a chance and no one going oh no one's going oh no not belgian people no one's going oh no not woman mm. it, it didn't really seem like no. that to me and i don't really and you can't really say that the protests are born out of sexism or racism or anything like that no i don't I, yeah no i agree i don't think it was it, i mean when they first joined i remember um there was a there was a piece on Sky Sports News with Catrian and you know there was a good feel about it and then she came out and she's wearing the red t-shirt and you know she said you know she really seemed up to it and I think a lot of people bought into it um, and obviously and then as as things of relationships has broke down obviously things have turned a little bit nasty and like you say there were certain things that were probably sexist and other stuff which you know is which crosses the line in my view but. Yeah, I don't think it was. It was. It started from the beginning. The sexism stuff, um, because I, don't, I think our fans are a lot classier than that, and and I don't, you know, I don't think that it was ever there, and I don't think it ever will be. Hmm. So that was uh, there was uh, the the interviews with uh, Katrine in Knack, the Belgian publication, and the response uh, from Heather McKinley. We're gonna have another quick break here on Charlton Live, and then we'll start getting uh, ready to gear up and look ahead to Saturday's game with MK Dons. Further out to Fossil on his left. The Silver's on the overlap. The Silver ball into the box, looking for McGuinness. Gets his head there, but just skips off his head. In fact, and Solly will pick it up on the far side. Chip ball banging in the box, headed clear. Drops to Ricky Holmes with a chance. Oh, what a cracker! Oh, Ricky Holmes, what a belter that is! Absolute stalker of a shot. Stewart's cross, and it's in this time from Bartlett. He has done it. Charlton are really giving it a go against the champions. And dreams do come true because Sean Bartlett has scored on his full debut against the team of his dreams too. His boyhood idols, Manchester United.
Solskjaer's going to latch onto this. Giggs is arriving in the middle. And here he is. Ryan Giggs! Oh, yes! Giggs plants it firmly in the corner. Panic over for Manchester United, but were they really panicking? And Giggs now has seen Cardi off his line. He's gone for it! Oh, he hit the bar! But Solskjaer puts the rebound in! Absolutely unbelievable! Totally incredible! Still Giggs. Roy Keane! Oh, it's gone in! Kylie couldn't keep it out! And Roy Keane finally has his first goal of the season! And Manchester United seem to be heading towards a ninth win on the spin in the Premiership. Kishishev, who's about to be replaced. But that's a fine cross from him! And it's in from Bartlett! He's got his second of the game! And Charlton have set up a rousing finale in the Valley! They just refuse to lay down. A fantastic finish to a quite extraordinary game. Jensen's corner. Kinsella. And it's in! Robinson! John Robinson scores! What a comeback from Charlton! Sir Alex Ferguson can barely believe it, but to be honest, not many can believe it. This has been a wonderful game, a captivating contest. Robinson turned, Robinson scored, and it's Charlton 3, Manchester United 3 in one of the games of the season in the Premiership. Oh dear, yeah, that takes us back to uh, mm. December 2000. I mean, it's, uh, Remember that. Yeah, un- unbelievable uh, game here at the Valley in this week's so uh, Wish We Were There. Right, um, back to the Valley. It's one of the uh, more memorable games we've had since we've come back to the Valley. We've had plenty <laughs> of good ones though, in the past 25 years. Uh, and of course, to celebrate that 25th uh, anniversary of the return to the Valley, which is coming up uh, in, a, in a couple of weeks, uh, there's going to be a whole weekend's worth of excitement. Uh, obviously, the the game on the Saturday, which is the ninth, I think, of uh, of uh, uh, December, is going to be uh, the uh, playing Portsmouth again. So they're exactly mm. the same team we played on the, uh, the the day we came back, and that game is uh, going to be sort of marked as an anniversary game. Now, uh, I've been told uh, by the community trust that there is some sort of event before that game. There's going to be a free uh, Q and A in crossbars before the game. Uh, with a range of players from the 1992 team, including Simon Webster, Colin Walsh, Gary Nelson, and uh, Darren Pitcher. So uh, if you want to come down to that, that'd be great. And of course, on the day after, it's the uh, Back to the Valley dinner here at the Valley. Now, um, tickets are still available. Now, it's £95 per head. Uh, unless you get a table of ten, which will be which will go down to nine hundred pounds, so ninety pound per head, which is what Charlton Live have done. Uh, so they're, they're still available for that. It's also worth mentioning, actually, just um, uh, that on the, the the actual game, the the day of the game, so the Portsmouth game, twenty five percent of the home ticket sales and twenty five percent of the program sales are going to be donated to the Community Trust. Also, the twenty fifth anniversary of the Community Trust this year as well. Now, the other thing is, uh, like I said, th- those tickets are available for the dinner, but also uh, Andrews Sykes. Uh, are going to be giving some away. Uh, so if you keep an eye out on the Community Trust Twitter and on Charlton's Twitter and all that, uh, in the next couple of days, I think they'll be releasing it. But it, basically, they're going to be giving away a few pairs of these tickets to the dinner. Uh, and I've seen the question, and it's the easiest question you're ever going to hear. Uh, basically, once again, it, it says, uh, uh, the question is, who scored Charlton's first goal back <laughs> on the return to the Valley in 1992? And if, if, if that's too hard for you, it's multiple choice as well. Scott Minto, <laughs> Colin Walsh or Cole Eban. So get ready to answer that question if you want to win some tickets uh, and keep an eye out for that now just before 
<coughs> excuse me. Uh, we've got a couple of emails before just we look ahead to the Mel Keynes Dongs game. The first one's from Mark Newbury. Says, "Evening, chaps. The food issue is one close to my heart, as you know. And observing the practices and standards <laughs> of food going out of the valley for a while, all I can say is that it's terrible. There's an outrageous markup on the hot drinks, and the quality of the chips leaves so much to be desired." I know I look at it from a slightly different way as a chef, um, but it's, uh, it's, he's not a chip connoisseur. Uh, we could be. It's uh, garmy, isn't it? Yes, it's garmy. Says, but it's also uh, it's the case of having a captive audience and not actually caring. Uh, they could offer the pies, as every club does, uh, but there are options available to a contract caterer, which would not stretch the team prepping the food and could be done quickly, which maintains appearance, flavour and heat. It's almost a crime when I see kids with a small tray of soggy, warm chips being charged a couple of quid. Not sure when the contract is for the food is up, but I feel another company might lift the standards. So on a separate point, I don't really want Lewis Page back, as I thought he looked a liability uh, when he played, and the kid, uh, Maskell, uh, in the reserves is a good find, a little raw but blistering place and good crosses now i mean lewis page is sort of coming back to fitness i mean he's fit enough to make a meet and greet appearance in the club shop on uh <laughs> on saturday and it's it's a, one of those rare occasions where it's a meet normally when you meet and greet a player it's just oh i get to see someone i've watched play loads of time. this is literally a meet and greet because hardly anyone's seen lewis page so, <laughs> so that's a good chance to see them uh andre ali uh, on the cons of speculation so surely rather than the big step up from League One to Premier League uh, Esri Konza would be uh, uh, better developed with 40 championship games next season should we go up I mean that's one way of trying to persuade the player like I mean I mean, like I say, not every player is going to be a Joe Gomez who's good enough to walk straight into mm-hmm. a Premier League team I mean if you look you know, Esri might you know, Carl might have a little word in his ear and say, "Look, you know, we're looking good for promotion. You need you need a season of Championship football mm. with us. Do you reckon he might try and play that card?" Well, yeah, Esri might not want to go. First off, you know, he might he might be say not pushed, but you know, it might be a case where we're saying you might have to. But I I I think if if we were languishing sort of fifteenth, sixteenth near the relegation, then you wouldn't blame him. But it's true if if we've got any chance of going up. You could say to him, you know, well, we could be on for something here. You you don't have to move. You you know, you don't have to go up sticks and move to a new club and settle down and move your family. And you could try all of those tricks, and it could work. Um, hopefully, it does. Um, but I'm still hoping that no one comes in for a bid for him anyway, and they they want to see him have another full season. Because like I say he's played forty odd games, so he's getting better and better. I just think another twenty ain't gonna. Do we not? I think we knocked back bids in in, uh, yeah. in summer as well. So. I'll be surprised if no, if no one come, comes in uh, for him. Right, let's start to look ahead to uh, Saturday's game here at the Valley with uh, Carl Robinson's favourite former incarnation of, uh, of Wimbledon, mm. Milton Keynes. Um, start of, it's great to be back in, into league football. Now, we're on a good run, you know, and uh, it, it feels like an absolute age since we actually played a game of league football. Yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah what was it? It was Doncaster, wasn't it? No, no it's, AFC, AFC, Wimbledon. AFC Wimbledon. Yeah, I keep thinking Doncaster. I don't know why I've got Doncaster on the mm. brain. So, uh, in terms, just in terms of trying to get your momentum going again, I think I think Milton Keynes uh, uh, would you know didn't have uh, didn't have last week off. So, mm. uh, do, do you reckon that might in any way would help them or hinder them? Um, no, not necessarily. So I think if we didn't play QPR on Friday, I think it probably would. But we, uh, you know, it was a high intense game. Um, according to Robbo uh, on that Friday, um, and he wanted it, wanted them to play like it was a normal match. So we've not, I mean, yeah, we've not played a league game, but we have still had sort of minutes in the legs and stuff. Um, but I don't, I don't think. I mean, the only difference is, is obviously since before they beat Hyde, they were unlike they didn't win in five, and ever since they've beaten Hyde, I think they've won their last two. I think so. Mm, yeah, yeah well, they, they won an EFL trophy game at Oxford four three, and then beat, uh, uh, as we know, a decent Fleetwood side one 0 yeah. at home. So, um, it, you know, you, you're going to look at the Charlton lineup. Uh, you know, Ben Reeves got a couple of goals in that cup game. Uh, Mark Marshall got a goal in that cup game. Fossu had had a knock in the EFL trophy game. Although I've got a feeling he did play in that friendly against QPR. I mean, mm. are we going to start seeing that rotation? Because we all know Fossu's in, you know, in goal scoring form this season. Yeah. Um... I think it might be a bit early for Reeves. Yeah, I've, I don't know how far along it. I don't. I wouldn't say him. Well, he, and started, Marsh, he started quite. A few he started games a couple recently, hasn't he? So. because he's. I mean, obviously before that EFL, he said it was the. This was the week for him and Marshy, wasn't it, to get proper minutes under the legs? Um, do I think that? Um, 
uh, Clark's done anything wrong to deserve to be dropped. No, but I think if he has another quite if he starts on Saturday and has another quiet one, then I think obviously Reeves he'll be knocking on his door. But I don't know. Is it, Carl might turn the card and go? Well, we'll play Reeves. It's against his former club. Something to prove. Mm. Blah de blah. Who knows? But um, I can't see Marshy starting. No, no, I can't. I think Fosu and Holmes will be uh, that will be there. Um, I'm still I'm sixty percent. Sh- I'd imagine that Clark here start, but who knows? We're, I'm sure we'll find out. Now, obviously, we've seen uh, with all the you know the, the AFC Wimbledon fans, in particular, haven't forgotten Carl's ties to Milton Keynes. I mean, this is this will be like the, probably the well, he's, he's played them twice in the league and and twice in the cup. So this will be the fifth time he's faced them. Yeah. Uh, for uh, so I think the the novelty of going to your former club and that's probably sort of worn off a bit now for Carl. And this will just see this as another game. Yeah, no, he'll just see it as another game. Um, yeah, I don't know what reception he'll get um, from them. I've, I'd imagine a good one, but we haven't scored against MK at home for the last three games. No, no, in all competitions. So oh, yeah. that's yeah, that's at home. So what was it nil 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 and lost two nil, didn't we? I think so. Yeah, well, that's I, excellent news, right? On that, <laughs> on that note, I mean, it's time, it's time for the cashy back bet oh, now. Well, yeah. uh, it seems to be it's almost up in the air at the moment. Yeah, well. <coughs> Well, so I can't seem to, or anyone, even when it goes to a poll, no one can seem to pick anything. So, Tom got the right score for the Wimbledon game, or one of the two, I can't remember. Um, so, I said that he can have it this week. But then he wanted to do uh, a Reeves to score a brace, which is 33 to 1, which is pretty decent. Um, so, what we're going to do is we're going to wait until Saturday. If Reeves starts, then we'll do that. If not, then he'll give me something else. Excellent. So um, it'll be a sort of last minute dot com. Cool. Well, let's have a very quick uh, match prediction. Uno, uno, one, 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 one. Excellent. Uh, well, let's hope that you're wrong and Chuck will actually get three more points to uh, uh, continue our uh, path into the championship. We're winning this league, lads. I can feel it. Right, this has been Charlton <laughs> Live, uh, the big match preview. Thank you, Nathan, for joining me here. All right, see you Saturday. I've been Louis Mendes. I hope you've enjoyed this evening's show. We'll be back on Sunday evening to look back at whatever happens uh, in that games with Milton Keynes Don at the Valley. Let's hope it is three more points for them Charltons. We'll see you later. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.